Imagine knowing exactly what your students are learning and exactly which steps you need to take next. Join us in Down With The Reading Quiz to craft meaningful and productive formative assessments that move away from gotcha moments of basic recall and toward assessing what your students actually can do. In this 30-minute free masterclass, we'll share three powerful assessment keys that work for any novel at any time of the year. Head to shop.bravenewteaching.com slash masterclass to sign up, and we'll also send you a free workbook to keep track of all your notes. Once again, that's shop.bravenewteaching.com slash masterclass to nail formative assessments forever. Hey, Amanda. Hey, Marie. What are you up to later? Want to join me for happy hour? I'm all in. And guess what's amazing? Our listeners and friends of the podcast can also join us because Brave New Teaching Happy Hour has officially launched. Cheers. Cheers, everyone. We are officially hanging out a little bit longer after school with an extended extra private podcast feed just for you. Yes. Members of Happy Hour get extra 15 minutes of the podcast, give or take, because you know us, we run a little bit long. It's just kind of how we are. But if you would like to get in on this Happy Hour action, please join us. It is only $5 a month. Head to curriculumrehab.com slash happy hour and get yourself signed up because when you're there, Amanda, tell our friends what we do every month for our Happy Hour members. I think my favorite part is coming up with a new free resource for our listeners every month. And then we pretty much break down that resource and how to use it. We also like to have guests on to do extended episodes and even Q&A that's just for you about that resource. It's really exclusive and super private just for you. So if you are like us and you like hanging out, you like chit-chatting about all things that are teaching, teacher life, and everything under that umbrella, join us for happy hour and we will see you there. Bye. Bye. Well, hello, and welcome back to Brave New Teaching. We get questions from you, our Brave New Teaching teacher community, often about a few different things. They almost always fall into some of the same categories. Often we get questions about essential questions, right? We get questions about questions um, and about inquiry-driven curriculum and all of the things that we talk about in our course, Curriculum Rehab. That's kind of like the first family of questions that we get. And then another family of questions we get is about just like planning in general and where like like text-related questions. And then the third family of our most frequently asked questions are all about assessments. And it's less summative assessments and more formative assessments. We are coming right now on the heels of just ending our second annual Shakespeare Teacher Festival. And we want to say thank you, thank you, thank you again to everybody who joined us. If you weren't able to join us in real time, you can still join us. Just head over to the show notes for this episode and we will link it and make sure to get you there to either last year's festival, Basics with the Bard, or this year's festival, Shakespeare in the Modern Classroom. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. What we're here to talk about is assessments, actually. And the most frequently asked question pertaining to assessments is about a very specific type of quiz, and that is the Sesame Street quiz. You have heard us talk about it many, many times before on the podcast. I'm sure you've heard both myself and Amanda talk about it on our own independent social media channels and our websites, because this 
formative assessment, what we call the Sesame Street quiz, not trademarked, is so rich with information for the teacher. It's so rich with opportunity for the student to really show what they know. And so we are bringing back to you an episode from last season where we walk through what this quiz is where it comes from, like why, all the purposes that it can serve, how we create one, and all the ins and outs of it. So if you have not heard this episode before, I will say, like, take a moment, get out a sheet of paper, get out your notebook, jot down some notes. And if you have heard it before, it's not very long. So it might be a good just brush up on your drive home while you're kind of remembering, maybe even making plans for later this week, maybe even next week. I find that listening back to things or reading back, you know, like those strategies that I've used before, but maybe I've gotten a little rusty on or whatever, it's always good to look back. So we are going to come back to you next week with all new content for the foreseeable future. And we cannot wait to start connecting more and more with you, our Brave New Teaching community, because like I said, Amanda and I both just have such a blast when things like our festivals come around. So we're going to make it a goal to more regularly be able to connect and communicate directly with all of you. So until we meet again, thank you so much for all of your support. I hope you're all having a wonderful day. And if spring break is not right around the corner, I hope that it's at least down the line and you can see it and enjoy today's episode. Bye. Well, hello and welcome back to Brave New Teaching. Today's episode is a very highly requested topic, especially during times of the year like this, when we over at Brave New Teaching are uh, opening up our masterclass down with the reading quiz. If you've not already registered for our free masterclass down with the reading quiz, and you are listening to this in real time, head over to bravenewteaching.com right now. Like pause the podcast, pull over. If you are driving, tell your students, (laughs) you'll be right back. If you're teaching and you just have us in an earbud, which I don't know that that's a thing that happens, but like, sure. I feel like that would be really funny. Uh, and head to bravenewteaching.com, register for Down With The Reading Quiz, because we are going to be sharing with you in that masterclass. We've had hundreds of teachers go through this masterclass. Um, it's our best strategies and tips for different types of formative assessments that really, really serve your students and you and their learning and all of the uh, goals and objectives that we have as classroom teachers. Make sure you register for Down With The Reading Quiz, free masterclass. Today, we are talking about one of the very specific strategies that we share within that masterclass, which is a Sesame Street quiz. Sesame Street quiz coming from two high school English teachers. You're like, huh? If you've never heard us talk about this before, this is a strategy that I learned from my dear friend. You guys might know her. Her name is Amanda. She's also the co-host of this podcast. That's me. It's you. It's you, my friend. Um, I remember like when I kind of knew you and I was watching your Instagram stories and you were talking about Sesame Street and I was like, oh, she's talking about Hugo. And then she was like, and in my classroom. And I was like, wait, pump the brakes. Hold on turn around what now? And she explained this quiz and I was so intrigued. And then I started stalking her on the internet and realized she had nothing about it yet. And so we have, (laughs) but it's this amazing strategy. And so since then, Amanda has shared it with me. I use this in my classroom all the time and I'm really excited for us to share it with you guys today. 
it's really weird to think of a time when we weren't friends and you were stalking me on the internet and I was stalking you back and we were like too shy to talk to each other. Come on. Hardcore so stalking. It was weird. amazing. Guys, we're coming up on our one year anniversary or we passed it. Oh my gosh. At the time of recording, we're coming up on it, but oh my gosh, it has just been such a ride. I've had so much fun, but yes, I don't have anything really formally out on the interwebs about Sesame Street, mostly because like, <laughs> I don't want Sesame Street to come after me for stealing their trademarked name or whatever. <laughs> um, but uh, I will link in the show notes, a uh, disclaimer that I do not own the rights to the, the name Sesame Street, but I do own the rights. To, no, I don't own, I don't even own the rights to this quiz. Um, this quiz I share freely and openly with all my peoples because I learned this during student teaching. So that was like hashtag 45 years ago. And it has been <laughs> the one thing that I have kept with me since student teaching. A lot of things I've abandoned since then. Um, but the idea of Sesame Street comes from the song, which I will embarrassingly sing to you right now. One of these things is not like the other. And Big Bird has got like three pieces of pizza and a sneaker. And all the little kids are like, that one, that one, that one. And, you know, that was because people were, were yelling at the TV before Dora the Explorer and before what is what's now? What are my kids yelling at? Blippy. Oh, God. Okay. Oh God. So. We have a Sesame Street quiz here, and I think this episode is going to be a rock star helpful for anyone who teaches anything. This is not English specific, so um, we're going to start off here after our, our music with an example, walk you through it, give you some ideas to implement it in your own classroom, and then hopefully we'll see you over at Down With The Reading Quiz. So I say, I say cue the music. <gasps> you took my line. I said it first. Cue the music. You're listening to Brave New Teaching, and we are so much more than a podcast. We give teachers the inspiration, support, and tools to challenge the status quo. I'm Amanda, and I'm a former English teacher from Illinois. And I'm Marie, and I'm a teacher from Southern California. Join us at bravenewteaching.com to find out more about our courses, festivals, and get every episode's show notes. We're so glad you're here. Enjoy the show. All right, friends. So as we are jumping in, and like Amanda said, we're going to walk you through basically like training your students on how to take this type of a assessment. It's a formative assessment in our classrooms. I mean, I guess you could use something like this as a summative. It just all depends on how you want to implement the strategy. This is really an analysis and it's like asking students to synthesize to a certain extent their understanding of concepts and to explain to you how they understand these concepts. It is a huge key when it comes to building equity in your assessments to be able to ask students to show you what they know or tell you what they know in a way that they can convey, right? Rather than circling a letter or a, 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 a number on a multiple choice quiz sort of a thing. This is a true assessment of student learning because it asks students to do the explaining in their own way. So Amanda, give us the quick rundown this is what a Sesame Street quiz is. Yeah, it's not a gotcha moment. This is definitely what Marie said, showing what they know. So here's the print, the concept. Just like I told you in the intro, we're thinking about Big Bird, three pieces of pizza and a sneaker. We want to give kids <laughs> the equivalent of that for the content that they should have mastered or even semi-mastered at this point. So in an English world, that's usually several chapters of reading. Okay. So we're going to, you know, use that as a general example. So what you're going to want to give kids is three items 
that they can link together conceptually. So there's some kind of thread that links them together. And then there's one item that is an outlier. So the job the students are going to have is to write you one sentence that synthesizes or connects three of the items on a list. And then another sentence that defends the outlier and why it does not belong. So even as you hear me explaining this, there's a lot of critical thinking work that goes into two sentences. Yep. And your quiz is four words. I mean, sometimes it's like a couple more, but I mean, that's it's, all it's it is. It's a four item list. It's your a quiz four item is list. A four item list, a four concept list, a four character list, a four, right? Like it is a four item list. And it takes, so what we're going to talk you guys through to today is, is a, um, a specific quiz that we use to train our students and how to take these types of assessments because they're kids. It takes some training and this is a new skill and it is hard. And it, I have to warn everybody. And I do this every time we do our masterclass down with the reading quiz. (laughs) Some kids get really pissed off because it's hard. (laughs) And, but it's exciting because kids all of a sudden realize that we, it tells them we care about what they've actually learned, not that we caught you not being complicit with our master plan, right? So for the sake of training purposes, I like to use a Disney princess quiz to kids tend to like have a little bit of background knowledge on this area and really have some bizarre opinions too, which is, which is always really fun. So, and, and I use the Disney princess thing too, per your example, because even the students who have no idea who all four of the princesses are that I give them or anything, they're, they're able to start to understand how to, how not to take this kind of a quiz, right? Like, so if they have no idea, they have no deep understanding of anything that I'm showing them as I'm training them, it keys them into a different side of the quiz, which is like a non-example, what not to do. Do not take the surface level connections that you can find, but actually go deeper because that's what we're looking for when we're assessing this type of like synthesis work. Okay, so I want you all, whether you're driving or like Marie said, teaching a class with your earbud in, whatever it is that you're doing, (laughs) I want you to picture these four princesses, okay? (laughs) We've got Jasmine, we've got Pocahontas, we've got Ariel, and we've got Mulan. Now, by the way, I'm looking at a slide deck that we're going to link for free in our show notes. So just come over and download it and you can actually do this. You can change it, whatever you want. It's just going to be a forced copy to a slideshow. Um, but again, we've got Jasmine, Pocahontas, Ariel, and Mulan. And yes, all of your like thoughts on these are going to be relevant when you're writing your answer. Okay. But let's, let's talk about what Marie is saying here for a non-example. I asked my students first without, without really any other information one of these things does not belong and three of them are connected. What's the answer? And, and kids start to spout things off. Right. And I say, okay, well, I want two sentences. So give them to me and I have them write it down or share it out loud and whatever. So here's what we get from a lot of students, right? I'm looking at this picture and there are some really obvious things, right? So I could say that Ariel is the outlier. Not only does she not have legs, but she's also the only redhead of the bunch. Okay. So I could say that Ariel does not belong because she's redheaded and finned period. Uh, Pocahontas, Jasmine and Mulan belong together because they are long black tresses of flowing, beautiful hair period. So I always get that answer from students. Mm -hmm. I always get, get, yeah. 
right? I, I mean, that's what I get. She's, she's half pit, half fish. The other belong together because they're real people. Right. And I go, and oh, so- how hurtful. <laughs> Although I appreciate their, you know, they notice marine life and distinguish it from human life. Um, I kind of give them like a sarcastic response like that. And then I go give high fives to everyone who made this incredibly obvious surface level connection. And they're like, well, isn't that the right answer? And I say, well, let me rephrase the directions. I want you to find the three that have a significant relationship. And so we talk a little bit about what that means and and the connection needs to be something beyond a surface level feature, because what happens when you do these quizzes in class is kids will say, these three are all pieces of the setting. This one is a person. And I'm like, wow, you did not have to read chapters one through seven to get that answer. You didn't have to read anything. You just had to look (laughs) at the quiz, which is, which is, which is why this is a perfect non-example for the students who do not know these characters. Exactly. Yes. So all of a sudden, I, when I push them in that next, that next round of questioning, kids start to talk about like daddy issues and yes. stereotypes. And, and I don't need no man. Yes. And, I get a lot of that. Right, yes. And boyfriends and like looking at, you know, the, the magical or mystical qualities or the sidekicks or, you know, like Jasmine is the only sidekick with a, has a very large deadly sidekick. Whereas the others, right. Are more adorable and small and kind of real sidekicky. Right. So there's a lot of other ways for kids to, to showcase their understanding and critical thinking about these four women, these four stories beyond hair color and thin observations. Absolutely. And we give uh, in the masterclass down with the reading quiz, we give another example where Amanda actually quizzed me when we were putting the masterclass together and it's about like fruits and vegetables. And it's a very, she makes fun of me from being from California, like the whole thing. Um, (laughs) But there are a lot of different ways you can do this. This is a great practice like strategy is using characters or, you know, you could use Marvel. Like you can use anything that is sure. relevant or irrelevant to your students. If you want to really give them that great non-example sort of a situation, but this strategy, I love it so much because it can be done in a math class with concepts. It can be done mm-hmm. in a PE class. It can be, I mean, right. Like these are ways for students to show us their understanding and explain to us what they have learned without a whole lot of prep on our, our side, right? We fight, we, we list four things. We have to train them, but then we list four things and then they get the opportunity to really show us what they know and how, like Amanda said, like it shows so much to our students about what we're really looking for. We had a podcast episode a week or two ago about grading and about the culture of just turning things in to get things turned in and like jump through the hoop, jump through the hoop, give me the points. This is not a jump through the hoop, give me the points. This is, nope. you know, so this is a great like piece of the, the, the shift that we want in education of no learn and then show me what you've learned. Here's how, right? Great example. I hope you guys try it. I mean, just watch, watch your students transform. And the, the more often you do this type of quiz, the better they get at it, the better they are at when they read or they're learning, the better they are at thinking about the bigger concept rather than wondering, you know, which quote's going to be on the multiple choice quiz. Absolutely. Um, and, yes. and we, when, sorry, when you, no. when you use like quizzes like this, like if you are an ELA teacher and you're doing a longer like novel unit, and we're all reading either the same novel or choice novels. I've done these quizzes with both. 
like Amanda's saying, students start to anticipate the types of questions that they might get, and it changes the way that they think about what they're reading. It changes right. their process. Yeah. Yeah. And their experience. And I think that they feel like, I, I know my students, I've, I've always asked them about it. I said, I, I can always do different types of assessments. Do you like these? And, and they say, well, I feel like you actually like trust me as a reader. You respect me as a reader because you're giving me the chance to show you what I know rather than trying to corner me into something else. And, and that's, that's huge. That's exactly what I want to communicate through my philosophy and through, you know, like Marie said at the beginning, this is equitable teaching practice. You can show what you know. And we talked a little bit too earlier on that grading episode about revision. You take the quiz and you, it struggles, you take it again, and then you take it again, and you take it again. And guess what they have to do in order to take it again? They have to read. Yeah, they got to figure it out, man. They got to figure it or out. Or they have to have it explained to them. And then the next time, Correct. back to what I was just saying, they, they're a little bit, they're, they're, thought processes are, are training and they're honing and they're critical thinking and analyzing as they go without us really having to push it. Right. It's steer. It's, it's a self-steering ship. It's awesome. So in, in, in the slide deck, we're going to give you guys, it comes with some strategies and ways to show your kids how to do this. Um, but in down with the reading quiz, our masterclass, Marie and I are actually on that masterclass, that, that webinar, and we will be there for Q and a. So if this is something that you want to start trying in your classrooms and you have some specific questions that you want us to actually go through or talk you through. Um, we haven't even gotten a chance to go through the rubric. I, I like to use a rubric with this kind of a quiz, but, um, we'll talk about that more at another time. Uh, but for now, I want you guys to go to the show notes, download this slide deck and get yourself like write yourself one Sesame Street quiz to practice on with your students and see how it goes and see what their response is. It's really cool. It's a very cool relationship builder, too. If you look at like so many different things that can be done with one silly quiz. Um, yeah. And we can't wait to hear how it goes. So please make sure to DM us on Instagram, even send us an, a an email, bravenewteaching at Gmail, because we love hearing how these things go in your real life classrooms with your real life human or marine life students. Uh, you know, no one's being excluded here, Ariel. It's fine to have a fin. It's totally cool. Yeah. If you have a moment, we would ask you to please head over to iTunes, leave us a rating and review so that other teachers and other educators can find this podcast. We are starting to hit on some more things in our teaching practices that I think a lot of us want to talk about. And we don't really know always how to start that conversation. Like, hey, what if we change up the way our team does assessments? Um, if that is a thought that you or anybody you know is having, share this podcast episode with them and get that conversation started. We will start the conversation for you because uh we are happy to do that you guys know that we're good talkers so no problem no problem no problem whatsoever um and also we keep mentioning down with the reading quiz down with the reading quiz goes hand in hand with our course curriculum rehab when you start to see down with the reading quiz you will know that the doors of curriculum rehab either are or will be open very very soon so if you are listening to this in real time make sure you join us for the master class if you are listening to this later on head to bravenewteaching.com and you can watch a recording of the master class because we want to make it readily available for everybody all the time we We've been getting so many requests. When are you going to show it again? When are you going to show it again? So we're going to get a really good recording of it and have it available for you all the time because it's also nice to be able to go back and watch again. We talk about Sesame Street quizzes. We will talk about different other types of formative assessments. Um, and it really is packed with a lot of good stuff that you can use in your classroom. So 
Okay. Well, we did talk about the big elephant in the room, which is you really should get back to class and continue your lesson. Yeah. Take your earbuds out. Like <laughs> we're done. Go back and teach your class. I, you know, your students have been sneaky. done for a while. Yeah. <laughs> They're waiting for you. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. It was weird. All right, friends. Thank you so much for joining us and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.